Welcome back to the Six Out Culture Podcast. Once again, I'm joined by Danny and Princhet. How are you, boys? Good? Hey, guys. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, well, we've been waiting for this one. Um, we're doing our awards, saying uh, who we think was the best in each position we chose for formation for the team of the season. We're going to give out our MVP awards and all that stuff. So we've been looking forward to it for a while, and uh, we're finally here. So I said we get right into it. No time wasting here. Most surprising team. We had a couple, obviously, and Rush doing the ones that said, yeah, I did. We had two of them, just to make it interesting. But most surprising team, I went with Milan. Uh, there's a couple of teams I could have went with. I went with Milan, even though they finished second and the uh, they were winter Scudetti champions and all that. I went with Milan because going into the year, I didn't think Pioli would be uh, doing as well as he did. I also, I don't think any of us picked them for a Champions League spot. If you look at the team on paper going to the year, it was very weak. And I just did not see them getting a Champions League spot over the likes of a team like Napoli. I always thought if Napoli and Milan were going to play, Napoli would batter them. And then in the league table, same thing. They'd get the Champions League spot over Milan. And Milan, somehow, they hung on. Despite all the injuries they had, they surprised me. They made it and uh, they got top four for the first time in seven years, boys. Am I right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, since I think since 2012, maybe. 2012 maybe was it? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, 2013. It's been a while, so they're back in the Champions League and uh, they they really shocked me. So I'll give it to them. Uh, Dan, we're going order. We'll go Dan yeah. for chat. So Dan, who do you yeah. have? I also have uh, Milan, like you were saying, Enzo. You made some very good points. Um, for me, heading into the season, I remember for the predictions we did earlier in the summer, I think I had Milan fifth. So heading into the Europa League spot, I didn't feel like they had the strongest team on paper. Um, I just didn't like Pioli as a coach, but they surprised me. They finished second in the league. So to be even to pass Atalanta and to pass Juve to finish second, only behind the Inter, a uh, very surprising team. And... Uh, Let's see if they can continue this uh, heading into next season. So, for chat, who do you have for your uh, most surprising team? Yeah, um, I I was gonna go with Milan. They were a a, good, a very surprising team, but um, I had to go with Inter. I think we all know, um, no stranger. I didn't think Inter had the quality and the players to win the Scudetto. I didn't think they had the mentality, and they proved me wrong, and they won the Scudetto. Might have been a little illegally by not playing their players, but uh, they still uh, had to win the games, and they won the games in style. And uh, it shows that they had the quality and right path to win Scudetto, so they were my most surprising team. Yeah, no, it's a good pick. I think uh, Franchot always has his doubts over Inter. <laughs> and these are all personal, by the way, these uh, these awards. Like, obviously, like, I think Dan, you picked Inter to win Scudetto, so obviously you won't make them your most surprising team. Yeah. I think I put them second when I predicted, so... Um, yeah, it's all personal to what you thought going into the year, but yeah, I think we all made good picks there, fair enough. Inter, obviously, getting top four is not surprising, but um, they do have a history, uh, recently at least, of uh, choking towards the end of the year, and they didn't this year, so uh, I guess we're found that surprising, and uh, yeah, they did well. Now, moving on here, most disappointing team. This one was a little tough, because there's a few ways you can go with it. Uh, I think, obviously, to start off, I think the one that's pretty obvious is Roma. Uh, conference league finish, pretty embarrassing. But uh, I didn't go with Roma. Uh, I think going into the year, all Roma fans you were in for, uh, I expected more or less this finish to be on a 7th, maybe 6th, 5th round there. 
fifth to seventh, I was expecting. And obviously the optimistic side of me says, oh, top four, but I knew it was going to happen. Our directives came out and said, oh, this season's the year zero. We're not going to um, over, just overdo ourselves. And I don't think anyone expected a great year anyways because of new ownership and all that. So I was expecting a mess of the year, and that's what we got. Even though early on we had a nice little start there. I just had to go Fiorentina. And oh. there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, Fiorentina, in my opinion at least, there's no reason why Fiorentina should not be close or near a team like Sassuolo. I think quality-wise, Fiorentina is probably the better team. And, and Rocco Comiso had a year already. It's the second season he had uh, with Fiorentina. And I was expecting much better. He promised some big things for Fiorentina fans. And year after year, we keep saying every summer, oh, they signed this guy, oh, they signed that guy, oh, they're going to be better. And it never happens. I keep finishing towards the bottom half of the table. It's it just, I don't, there's no excuses for it, really, at this point. Uh, they only won nine games this year, which, in my opinion, is embarrassing for the players they have. Uh, you have a guy, Vlaovic, who scored 21 goals, and you still failed to even be in the conference league discussion with Sassuolo, which really supports me and uh, hopefully next year they turn around maybe got two so I think it's a big pickup for them but uh, for this season uh, that just passed uh, they really disappointed me yeah for me for my most disappointing team I was uh, I was debating even Fiorentina uh, but I end up going with Napoli uh, with the standards I had for this team um, I know for me I'm I'm a guy that says oh Napoli could win the Scudetto this year because that's how good of a team we are on paper uh, to not even finish in top four, and especially to have the top four in our own hands and end up choking it, you can say, in the final match day against Verona. Um, it was just a disappointing season. There was no Coppa Italia to show for it, no, no uh, semifinals. We lost in the semifinals. We lost to Granada in the round of 32, you can say. Yeah, the round of 32, uh, when we were in Europa League, we didn't even make top four. We were back in the Europa League. We're probably going to lose a lot of players. We lost Gattuso. Uh, we had to get a new coach now, and it was just a mess of a season for me and personally. Um, glad we actually find found a way to make uh top five after the start we had and that little slump we um we got into. We were just inconsistent the whole year. Uh, we couldn't find any rhythm. Players were getting hurt. Players had COVID, so it was just a disappointing season. Hopefully, under uh, Spalletti now, uh, Napoli can get back to the top four, get back to Champions League get the funds that we need to rebuild the team. Uh, but for my most disappointing team, I put uh, Napoli. Yeah, um, there's a lot of teams I could have put here. Um, I was debating to put Juve because uh, they didn't win the Scudetto, but at the end of the day, they did win two trophies, and it was Pirlo's first year without injuries in a preseason, so I kind of took it easy on him. Um, ultimately, I had to agree with Enzo here and go with Roma. Start of the season, I had so much high hopes for the new project of Rome. Um, obviously, the injury of Nicolo Zagnolo was huge. And then uh, the injuries kind of trickled down for Roma, which was unfortunate. But at the end of the day, they finished 7th. They almost didn't finish 7th, too. They tied with Sassuolo one point. So they almost didn't even qualify for any European football at all. So for me, that's the most disappointing team. Yeah, no, fair enough. Like uh, I said, uh, Roma was a... Uh... Always going to be a good choice. I think the year was terrible. Um, I expected a bad year, maybe not this bad, but uh, yeah, those are most disappointing teams. I think we all picked more or less a 
some fair options there. I think Daniel would go hard on Napoli there, but at the same time, he had like high expectations. So yeah, especially because too, like we just brought in Osime for seventy million. So we also like the past year we signed our record players with Lozano for Osime at seventy. Uh, we actually have for me on paper when we attack and it showed early in the season too. When we were the attack, we were one of the most dangerous teams in Italy, and I personally believe on paper we are one of the most dangerous teams in Italy. Uh, I feel like now the league anyone can beat anyone, but I felt like that extra thing. Okay, Napoli can finally make a good push this year because we actually have a good team. We have a striker who could potentially score 15 goals this season. We have wingers who can score and provide assists. We have a good midfield. Uh, our back line seems to be playing good throughout the uh, final stretch of last season heading into this season. Uh, and our goalkeeping has been not the issue. And it was just uh, very disappointing at the end of the season, especially because we didn't make top four and we had the top four in our hands. So maybe if Napoli made Champions League, I wouldn't put them um, disappointing. But since Napoli missed out on Champions League, uh, it was a overall disappointment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, well said. And uh, this next one, best under-23 player. We're heading into our individual awards. Boys, if we don't have the same one, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> okay, let's trade on three. Okay. I, have, I have a feeling for Chad's not have the same one. Okay, Ed, you can three. go first. I'll go second, and then we'll see what okay. French I have. All right, Vlaovic. Vlaovic. Boys, listen. Oh, here, oh my here God. we go. Oh, my <laughs> no, God. I will say this. I will say this. I was extremely close to put the man, the myth, the legend, Federico Chiesa. But I, I did go with Vlahovic. I would have left this podcast. I, I, left I, this podcast. Did, I did go with Vlahovic because what he did was just unspeakable. It was incredible. Uh, 21 goals, I think he had. It was just. With Fiorentina. With Fiorentina. Yeah, with Fiorentina. So it, it was remarkable so what he like, did. So I had to pet him. Don't worry, boys. Be a stat. I think he had like 40% of their goals or something. Like it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, crazy. it was crazy. And Keza, he did, he did have a, a good season, but I think only really near the second half is where he really turned it yeah, on. Yeah, that's that's yeah. why I had to kind of edge it up, Flavovic. Yeah, I was, you scared me for a second. I thought it was Keza Mola or something. Keza <laughs> 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 was going to put Buffon. Yeah, I have Buffon. Yeah, you, you give me a near heart attack, but thank God we're on the same page there. Uh, best goalkeeper, I think we may be on the same page, uh, Don yeah. Maruma. Yeah, Donnarumma. Yeah, Donnarumma. I think that one's self-explanatory. Well, Donnarumma, Milan, his last couple of years would have been relegated. <laughs> but enough for real, he's been a great keeper for them. Uh, off the pitch, you can say what you want about him. Uh, I have my own opinions on that. But, uh, I hope he's on a the great pitch, keeper for us now. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. We'll be looking <laughs> forward to the, the transfer episodes coming up soon. But, yeah, Donnarumma, I think we all had to grin on that one. I think everyone probably picked him, so... Uh, yeah, another great year for uh, the young uh, up-and-coming and maybe soon to be next Buffon. We'll see. Now, best defender. This one, oh. I think we're all going to have a different one. It was close. There's obviously this Bastoni in the conversation. Uh, Romero won it for the actual Serie A MVP, which I, I don't agree with. I, don't uh, I think he had a great year, just not for the best one. Uh, there's, there's so many ways you can go with this one. I think Koulibaly, uh, even though it wasn't like the past, he still had a good year, a very good year. Yeah. When does Koulibaly have a bad year, let's be honest? Yeah, it's just the only thing that killed him this season was a few injuries uh, heading yeah. towards the edge. Uh, yeah, just injuries. And I think he had I think at COVID at one point, too. He had COVID at one he point. Might have, I, I, I can't remember so COVID. many people have had it. Yeah, like it's crazy. But he, uh, he was 
it was a good year for Koulibaly, like when he would play. It's just he was he battled a few injuries and over too. Like it, yeah, yeah, it was a tough year for a lot of players. Uh, it's this one was really tough. I went with uh, Skriniar. I think this award all depends on how you value uh, certain players in each position. Like for example, in third, I went to three back. I think the Vrij would have been a very good choice, and I almost picked him. He had a great year with the Vrij. I think very under the radar. Uh, Bastoni, I was so close to picking him, so close, but uh, I decided not to. I think Skriniar. We I'm go back to the old Skriniar. Last year he was. Uh, Far from good, but this year he really settled down. Uh, I think Conte found how to use him in the middle of the back three there, and he was really Ender's anchor when Bastoni got beat or the Rai got beat. Screenyard was always there. I think without Screenyard there is no Scudetto. I think he did a lot of things under the radar, and I really enjoyed watching Screenyard this year. I think he's uh, gone back to his old self. But uh, there's so many ways you can go up this award. You could pick five of the guys and it won't blink. It's such a hard one. But then, who did you go with, bro? Yeah, no, I, and I actually have the same one. I had the uh, Scudinier as well. He was just a brick wall for Inter, uh, a huge factor on why they won the Scudetto. Him and Bastoni, even Davai too, they were amazing uh, defending-wise. And, yeah, you could argue that Romero probably, since he, the Serie I gave it to him, uh, I still think I agree with it as well. I think Scudinier should have won it. He was just outstanding and a key contributor to uh, Inter's Scudetto success. And um, it's going to be interesting now to see uh, how he would play. He's going to play uh, under Nzagi. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the toughest thing for me was to not p- p- pick the king, uh, Leo Bonucci. You did I did pick go, I did. I, I couldn't. I, it was tough for me, but uh, I did go with Skriniar, I think. When, wow. you have Antonio, when you have Antonio Conte in the league, the best defender is always going to be someone on his team because the way he sets up his defense is just so magical. So it had to be Skriniar for me. I'm shocked, you know. I don't uh, it was a tough decision. Wow, we're on the same page. I didn't, I did not see that coming. I think this next one we may still be on the same page, maybe not. Uh, I have Barella for best midfielder. I think Barella is the heart and soul of Inter. He was in the Nangolan role for Roma. The great years we had when he was at the club. Uh, he ran up and down the field, box to box, scoring goals, uh, assisting, defending. He was just a heart and soul of the team. He was our engine. And once again, like I said, screen yard. I think without Barella, there is no Scudetto. What a pickup that was for Inter. I think 50 million. Yeah. And I think he definitely has a bright future and, uh, I think he deserved the award. Yeah, no, I went with uh, Barella too. This guy, even for Italy too, he's just a machine, man. Oh my God, this guy does everything. He can win the ball back. Uh, he can link up with the, the strikers, the forwards, and he can also score too. Uh, where he shows, he shows. Uh, he, he again, like Ed, like we we're saying, uh, he's a heart and soul. He's kind of like what Habchik was for Napoli. He was the heart and soul of our midfield, kind of like what Nigolang was for uh, for Roma. Kind of like Pirlo, you could say maybe Pogba. For Juve, uh, it was just a very good season for Barella, and this guy is world class, man. Like he, he can be up there for maybe top ten midfielders in the world. Yeah, I agree. I also have Barella. Like what Enzo said, the way he played this season was just lights out. If Barella tore his ACL, maybe four games in, Inter don't win the Scudetto, and it just goes to show you how big of a player he is. Yeah, I think it was going to be hard for us to choose anyone else but him. Uh, we're on the 
same page still, which I'm surprised by. I think this next one too will be on the same page. I have Lukaku for best attacker. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can go with this one. You could have said Ronaldo. You could have said Muriel, who I, I feel so bad for not having Muriel in anything because he had such a great year. 22 goals, 9 assists for Atalanta, but uh, just there's so many good attackers, it's hard to put him in for me. But yeah, yeah I have no, Lukaku. I, I think the assists set him apart because he yeah. scored and assisted, so I have Lukaku. Yeah, no, I have Lukaku too. I think he had, yeah, I'm pretty sure he led the league in assists too, or he was tied for like second or in second. I think uh, I knew he was second behind Malinowski. Yeah, he was second, I believe. He had 36 goal contributions, were, which was the most in the league. Uh, so I put Lukaku for best attacker. Yeah, you can argue uh, Ronaldo, oh, he scored the most goals, but at the end of the day, it's best for it. So you have to look at what they mean to the team and what they uh, the amount of goals they contribute. So if you go by based off stats, Lukaku's got more uh, by, than Ronaldo by, I believe, four. So Lukaku, for me, gets the uh, best attacker. Yeah, I, I agree. Um Obviously, it's hard not to put Ronaldo since he did win the couple Camagneri, but, you know, when Lukaku's that good and he's scoring and assisting, it's it's hard not to put him in. So I have to go with Lukaku here. Yeah, I think, um, in my opinion, the next one go hand in hand. I don't group to the Serie A. They probably tried to make uh, different teams get different players and want more than yeah. one or something like that. But I have Lukaku for overall MVP. Yeah, uh, same. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. I think we are all going to agree on that one. I think everyone in the world agrees with that one. I think we have uh, the Lukaku. same uh, awards. Yeah, <laughs> all the awards are the same. I'm yeah, shocked. The only, thing that was different, the only thing that was different for us was uh, disappointing teams. Yeah, that was... And, you know, I just thought about two ends. We could have done for... I, could, I probably should have said this for most surprising just to be different. Swasola. They surprised me a lot this season. They, they, they have, surprised me too. I they have great. They have good quality players and the Zerbi... He's a better coach than what I expected. Uh, I just felt like they could, they uh, for me, they couldn't get the recognition that they deserved because of the fallout they had uh, throughout the season. They dropped dramatically. I think they were top four for like a few, like a month or so, and then yeah, they just ended up yeah. uh, ending in seventh place. Where I think I, I think we have them uh, when we did our prediction league or our prediction podcast, uh, but. So Swallow too, they were a surprising team, and they're they're a team that you have to look out for. If they can upgrade a few pieces, uh, who knows? We could be talking about them, maybe potentially make a big Europa League push. Yeah, that'd be great to see. And I kind of wish this would be stayed, but for his career, I think Shakhtar's a great move in the, in the uh, next step up to Champions yeah. League football. And uh, yeah, a great move for this would be. But yeah, it would have been a good pick uh, Swallow as well. Now moving on to the part I was most excited for, mm-hmm. our team this season. So usually we have the same formation, and I say goalkeeper, and we all say our goalkeeper. But this time, I think we'll have a different formation. Yeah. So yeah. I think we'll just take turns. I'll go first here. Uh, I'm playing a four-one-two-one-two. Okay. And the reason for that is because there's so many midfielders I wanted to include, uh, like wingers. I wanted to put in Senior badly. I wanted to fit Quadrado on the team somehow because he had a great year. Uh, there's so many people I feel like I missed out on, but. The midfield is so tough to pass up, but guys like Mkhitaryan didn't fit in my team, who had 10 goals, 10 assists around that area, maybe 11 assists, one of the two, he had a great year. And uh, Zielinski, I wanted to fit in. I just couldn't. Um, there's so many good players in that position, so I, I had to go uh, the diamond in the mid. 
Now, start off, obviously goalkeeper, Donnarumma. We've been over that. No need to go into detail. Center backs, I went with Romero and Skriniar. I think Romero, I don't think he was the best center back, but I do think that uh, for a team that's such a liability on defense, to have Romero really anchor Atalanta was huge for them, something they missed in the past. And um, they need to find someone to pair up with him for the future if they want a challenge for the Scudetto. And I think Romero did a, good, a great job. He proved everyone wrong. Everyone qu- questioned his uh, defensive ability. They said, oh, he's only good on corners or going forward. But he was very good on defense this year. And it's a bright future. So I went for Romero. Screenyard, where I spoke about incredible 48 tackles, 38 interceptions. That's phenomenal. And then left back. I went with Ghostens. I think a lot of people yeah. say tail, yeah. tail this, tail that. I think Ghostens was by far, in my opinion, the best left back. I mean, one of the best setbacks I've seen in the last 10 years for an individual season. He was incredible. 17 goal contributions, 46 tackles, 41 interceptions. That's incredible. Uh, Gosens was the man, and I think he's destined for a big move soon, and hopefully Atalanta can hold on to him because he's a great player and 100% deserves I, I hope Atalanta sell him to Juve. Yeah, of course he do. I, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> But yeah, he's a he's a menace and a great player. Right back, I think there's some ways uh, you can go. I wanted to put Di Lorenzo because his uh, defensive ability. And I looked into numbers a little bit more. I don't like going based off numbers, but I just wanted to speak just quickly. And Akimi, obviously going forward, we know he's great. 15 goal contributions, incredible. And then tackles, he had 53 tackles. I did not expect that. I don't remember Hakimi making a tackle ever. But I guess he does. He He's quick. He's the pace to get back. And Hakimi, even though he's not as important as Skriniar and Barella, I still do think it would have been much tougher if Inter did not have him. On the counterattack, because Inter is so defensive heavy, without Hakimi breaking on the counter, it would be so tough for them to get these counterattack goals that they get. And almost every counterattack goal you see, Hakimi is involved at some point in the play. He had to drag the man wide by sprinting, using his pace to create space for Lukaku to get in the middle. Or he's in the play crossing it in. He's he's a great player, so I had to go for Kikimi. Uh but there also is guys like Quadrado you can put, you can put Di Lorenzo. Um moving on now, center defensive mid. I had to go with Kessier. Uh I almost didn't because I know people say oh, I should score his pens, but I don't really care about his goals. To me it doesn't really matter. Um his defensive ability is what really impressed me. Uh Milan without Romagnoli all year. And without a lot of their key players at times getting injured, defensively they were always a weak team. But Kessie always dropped back to help the center backs. He moved forward. He was the engine like Barella was for Inter. And uh, I was so impressed by Kessie when he first came to Milan. 30 million price tag from Atalanta. He was horrendous, I think, the first year, maybe the second too. Yeah. But ever since then, he's really woken up. He's been a leader for the team. And uh, yeah, it was very hard for me not to include Kessie. And he was a big, big, big reason for them getting top four. And Falkes, the top four does not happen. And even though penalties, whatever, so penalties, they're annoying, I know. But they're not easy to score. And to score them as consistently as him, I think he missed one or two all year. And he's taken a lot. So I uh, credit to Kessier for being really a leader of Milan and uh, getting them to where they are. Another center mid. I have two center mids. I have Barella. No need to get into detail. I think you'll all probably have him. Other center mid, I want Rodrigo De Paul. Now, this one's I want to be a little bit different because uh, obviously the Paul, his club finished seven points away from relegation. 
but this guy got 18 goal contributions with garbage around him, complete garbage. Would you nice? I know for Chet Pereira, all this stuff, but I was about to come on in Pereira. They have they have the they have one of the best strikers in world football has ever seen Fernando Llorente. Uh, you yeah. gotta give some respect here. This guy's complete donkeys around him, and he got 18 goal contributions. I would bet my life on it. Take the call off this team. They get relegated, and I'll even go as far as saying last place in the league. That's how yeah. far I'd go. This guy's incredible. DePaul, if he was on a better team, he'd have at least 25 goal contributions. I guarantee it. This guy is one of the best midfielders of the past decade in the city. Yeah, I'm going to stand by that. He's so good everywhere. He runs. He doesn't complain. He plays for a horrendous team. You can see players like him going to the media and say, oh, I'm not happy here, blah, blah, blah. This guy is just talking on the pitch. He leaves it all out there, and he saved Udinese once again. So I really want to put him in there. I feel like he deserves some uh, recognition. So I threw him the Paul there. Now moving on, Cam. He, this guy is a big reason why I'm using a, a diamond in midfield. I couldn't leave him out. Malinovsky, what a year he's had. 20 goal contributions. He played 36 games. He's durable. He produces in big games. He shined. His shot's amazing. His passing ability. He led the league in assists. It was so hard to not include him. I think Malinovsky had to be in what year he's had. It's very self-explanatory. I think everyone has him in this team or at least considered him. And, uh, yeah, what a year for Malinovsky. Uh, I think he has a bright future ahead of him. And uh, Atalanta continue to get his gems out of nowhere. So, big ups to him. Strikers, I have two strikers, Ronaldo and Lukaku. Pretty self-explanatory again. I think Ronaldo had 29 goals, if I'm not mistaken. It's yeah. kind of hard to leave that out. Uh, I wanted to put Muriel in. 22 goals, 9 assists. I really, really wanted to put him in find him somehow, but I can't put him over Ronaldo. 29 goals. Campo Canoniere. It's hard to leave Ronaldo on the team, so I had to put him in. Lukaku, MVP. We all chose him. World-class player. And uh, what a season he had once again of Inter. So that's my uh, team this season. Dan, floor is yours. Yeah. Okay. So for goalkeeping, I have Donnarumma. Very self-explanatory. Uh, guy had the most clean, kind of most clean sheets. A uh, huge factor of uh, why Milan finished second. Uh, easily top ten, top fifteen goalie in the world. Probably the best. He is the best goalie in Italy, and he's our future. He's our number one for the national team, and he's gonna be our future number one for many years to come. For my center back pairing ends, I had the same pairing as you. I had Skriniar and Romero. Uh, both defenders were key for the sides, um, especially with Romero for Atalanta, who are known for an attacking side. He really took a big step this season. Coming from a guy who I'm not a big fan of Romero, but this season he uh, he proved me wrong. He made me open my eyes that he's becoming a, a player I'm starting to look out for, starting to look, uh, starting to support because he's also Argentinian. And he took a very big step this season. He was incredible. And Screen Yard was just a brick wall for Inter. Uh, so that's self-explanatory right there. Uh, for my left back, I also had Golsons. Um Yeah, you could say Teo Hernandez, all oh, the guys, the best left back in Italy. Golsons can do both. He can defend. He can also attack as well. And he just fits into Atalanta's system so good. And he's just he's a key contributor to many of their goals, many of their uh attacks as well and he's just a German. I think any team in the league would be lucky to have him. Right back, this is going to be a debate. Yes, I know Hakimi had 15 goal contributions. Uh, he had most tackles but I put Di Lorenzo. I just think Di Lorenzo uh, he was 
consistent for most of the season. Um, when he this guy's consistent, this guy is easily one of the best right backs in Italy, and he was just a very uh, big part for our defense. He there was so many games that he played very well defensively. He did the small things right. Uh, he even got a lot of goal contributions. I believe he had nine goal contributions from the right back position. Uh, I could be wrong because he had less, but he had a pretty, uh, pretty few goal contributions from the right back position. So for me, I had De Lorenzo right back. My midfield, I put Barella. He has just an engine. He's incredible. Malinowski, uh, just huge part for Atalanta, especially when they lost Papu. They needed that one guy to step up, and he was that one guy that stood up for Atalanta, had a very good season, and I think he'll have an even better season next year. And I was debating for him to Paul, uh, even because he did a lot for uh, Udinese. He's the main reason why they stayed up. I even said it too before, if they sell him, I believe Udinese will be relegated. But for me, I put Zelinski, this guy. When he was when he was on this game, he's not his best midfielder, and he was not his best midfielder the whole season. This guy did a lot of great things for us. He did uh, beautiful like turns and stuff. Uh, great collecting the ball, driving the ball up, linking up with Insigne, linking up with uh, Osimhen, with the players around him. He was for me Napoli's best midfielder, and this guy, when he's on his game, he's easily one of the best midfielders, uh, midfielders I should say, in Italy. And um, I believe for me, I had Zelinski in my team. I could have put the Paul, but for me, I feel like Zelinski was just more influential. Uh, based on the team. Uh, he stood up in the big games for us. He got some big plays for us. So I put Zelinski. For my attack, I have Lukaku. That's world class. Uh, I put Lorenzo Insigne for my left wing. Uh, this guy was easily Napoli's best player this season. Uh, he, the heart and soul of Napoli, the capitano, the capitano for us. Um, with Insigne, our attack looked lost a few times. Uh, and when Insigne was off, our team was off, and this guy, Napoli, run for Insigne, and he was just a warrior of the season. He had 19 goals. I think the most goals he's had in Italy's top flight, and I think believe like 11 or 10 assists or something like that. He had an incredible season for us, and he was just our best player for us, so I, it was kind of hard for me to leave him out. And for right wing, I know this could be a lot of debate. I do not have Ronaldo in this team. I went for 4-3-3 for my formation, so I put with wingers. Federico Chiesa. Some can argue that, yes, Ronaldo was our top goal scorer, but I personally believe Federico Chiesa was arguably one of the best players this season, maybe top two in, in the season. He was lights out for Juve, a big reason why uh, Juve finished in the top four. He was just so like energized. He was He's better than what he was at Fiorentina. Uh, sorry, not like playing-wise, but just the way he attacks. I feel like he was a better uh, for this season than he was last season. And he was just a big contribution to Juventus' success in Coppa Italia, the Supercoppa. He was just crazy. Like, the guy's fast, man. Like, uh, it's, he's a hard player to defend. He's got to work on this game. Uh, he does tend to flop a lot, does tend to uh, referee the game. But for me, he was Juve's top two player, and that's my team. And, uh, Frenchesh, the floor is yours. Yeah, um... Yeah, for Chesney to be up next. Uh, yeah, what a team, then. I actually really like your team there. Uh, I think including Chiesa was good. Um, I like to change it up so we don't all have the same team, which is good. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, we're going to have similar players. As much as I love DePaul, I believe he's probably the second best Argentinian player in the world currently. Uh, something to argue behind about, Pereira. I, yeah, behind, uh, we all know who, the real prince, the real king. Uh, yeah. But for me, I Bonucci. think... Yeah, I just... Yeah, <laughs> but for me, I think Zelensky was just... Yeah, you can say around DePaul, but I believe DePaul on a bigger team, I don't know what he would do on a bigger team because he's worth better players and DePaul does tend to hog the ball a lot. Like if you watch the games, he I think he had the most possession loss this season. Uh or like so he does tend to hog the ball a lot, but again, he's on Nunez, they they really don't have much quality around them. But for me, it was either Zelinsky or the Paul by I think Zelinsky for me had a better season. Yeah, well said. I think it's uh time for the main show boys. Um there we go. Oh, and no. The viewers haven't heard my raw reaction to the unfortunate circumstances at Juventus management. Um, in light of that, I chose to get the only positive from this old man and uh, use it to my advantage, and that is using the four-two-three-one formation. So in net, I have none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Gijo Donnarumma. Honorable mention, ju- just because it's his last one, you know, I had to go with Buffon in there. His last one just out of respect. In in my defense, I have Juan Cuadrado at right back. Obviously, what he did was just incredible. Uh, Hakimi is obviously my honorable mention for there. In defense, I got Skriniar and Bastoni. Again, it breaks my heart that Bonucci isn't there. But when you have players that were that good for Inter, you just had to include them. Bonucci is on the bench, though you need a leader on the bench like that. Left back, I got Robin Golsens, and for this one, I think it was self-explanatory. Theo Hernandez is on the on the bench for this one, but uh, I think what Golsens did with, with Atalanta is incredible, and uh, I hope uh, I see him at Juve next season. In the midfield, the two holding midfielders, I got Frank Cassier. Like Enzo said, he was just an engine for Milan, and um, I had to try to include some Milan player in here. Uh, finishing second place, you need to have some outstanding player and for Milan. For me, it was Cassier, obviously Ibra too, but Cassier was more important, I feel like, to, to the Milan team. And uh, obviously, Barella, uh, he was just incredible. Um, in the cam position, I have three kind of cams, but I'm being rogue with it. So in the central cam, um, playing with Malinovsky, most assistant city uh, speaks for itself. If uh, he was in an Atalanta's team, you know, Atalanta's a system, uh, they still would have done well, but He's made Atalanta's lives a lot easier, especially with the loss of Papu Gomez. I think he kind of filled that void pretty well, and um, he has a bright future to come. Then on the uh, wide uh, camp spots, I went with Danny's boy, Lorenzo Insigne. Again, a standout season for him. Uh, captain of Napoli, he was, he, was in, he was just incredible. I think he had his what, most goals ever scored yeah, this season. Yeah, most goals in the top light for Italy. Yeah, so you can see his improvement is really uh, starting to take off. Now, hopefully, he's like that in the Euros, too, upcoming. On the right, I think um, everyone, I want to hear you say with me, Federico Chiesa. Um, He had a disappointing first half of the season, but once he kind of knew Pirlo's system and how uh, he wanted to play and kind of get comfortable with the lads, I think uh, he did fantastic. And I hope that success carries on to next season. And for the Euros especially, because you know, he has had, had a history of not playing well for the Azzurri. 
So hopefully that changes uh, on the big stages. And uh, the striker, I think it's um, a little strange. I have Romelu Lukaku on the bench. I'm joking. Ooh. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Interfence on right. filming right now. I have I'm Lukaku. On the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. I obviously have Romelu Lukaku starting. It's like you have to be an idiot not to have him in your team. Uh, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo is on the bench for me. Um, yeah. I just feel like we're playing a team of the season. And even though Ronaldo was good this season, he wasn't great. And you want great in this team, and that's what I have. And that's why I have Leo Benucci on the bench, because you want great. If it's on the bench, if it's in the starting 11, you always want great. So um, that's 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 my team. Yeah. And uh, I want to throw a little, um, like a, a trickle of, of su- surprise in there. Um, manager of the season, Antonio Conte. He, he, was, he would be the manager of this team. Manager of the season? I think we all Legendo have. Italiano. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, he's been great with Spets, yeah. What a what yeah. manager is, man. Uh, yeah, that's our yeah. team of seasons. We, uh, I feel like I'm the only one that didn't put Kessie. Wow. No, that's okay. It's all opinionated. Okay, yeah. You got a great team as well. Uh, I think we all, do, yeah. we all have very similar players. Even I think my team would body your guys. I think my team would Bridget. absolutely dismantle each one of your teams. Bridget, we have the same team. It's just one, two players that are different. <laughs> yeah, but we also have different formations, so the team plays different. And I also have Leo Bonucci, a true leader, on the bench. No yeah, one has Leo on the team, bench. I'll take the winning again. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They'll win the Scudetto instead. Ends. Yeah, maybe the They'll win every game. And they'll all leave before their preseason game. Yeah, for real. <laughs> My God, that was funny. Um, I think we had a great, uh, a great team, all three of us. Awards were all the same. Uh, disappointing team was really the only difference we had, apart from a couple of players in the team this season. It was a fun pod. I always look forward to it. We got some great ones coming up. The Euros, uh, hopefully some watch-alongs live we're gonna have. We're gonna get some guests on coming up. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure next week I have a guest locked in, so you'll hear about that soon. And uh, yeah, we're gonna end it off here. Angel. I think it's become a tradition now. Let's be honest here. Oh my God. Um, boys, just want to say, there's no groundbreaking news. Just know, Chirabini, he's already on the hit list. I don't like the guy at all. And uh, that's that's your daily French I take for interrupting ends in a podcast. Continue. Yeah, and to clarify for those of you, uh, Paratici is gone, and that's who will be. You're replacing him. I, th- so. I, I think it is Paratici still. I, I just think it's Paratici and Afatsu. They look like brothers. One just bigger than the other. Yeah, uh, let's, let's end this one before we uh, I don't know what's going to come up next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. Paratici wearing a fat suit. So. Yeah, that's uh, be like, oh, hey, by the way, Sonny joined uh, Lazio. Like, or close to joining Lazio. Yeah, I'm actually so excited for the next podcast. So many things have gone down and uh, we got to break it all down. So. So it's going to be a fun one. Uh, thanks for listening. Check out our social media at Six Side College Show everywhere. And we'll talk to you next week. Ciao. Ciao. See you guys.